You're listening to the Collective Church Podcast. To learn more about the Collective Church in Portland, Oregon, and Vancouver, Washington, visit us online at thecollectivechurch.com. Statistic came out that said 40% of Gen Z, 40% of Gen Z does not identify with the gender that they were born with. 40%. There is an aggressive agenda. It's aggressive. And if we're passive in this, and if we don't understand that our testimony, and this, this actually, I see the hand of God, how he directed me to speak this morning and with the, with the direction that we went with testimonies in this area. Because we're, we're speaking on, this morning I'm talking about, I felt the Spirit of the Lord say to me, it was about three weeks ago, and I just heard him clearly say, he said to me, just felt in my spirit, document and testify. <laughs> document and testify. Document what God is doing and testify. Like testimonies coming to the forefront. And I'm not just talking about testimonies from the stage, although th- those are powerful as well. I'm talking about the testimony of our life and the verbal testimony and the written testimony of what God has done and what he's currently doing in our lives is so important. Friends, Gen Z is being targeted right now. Targeted right now. In Oregon, $5 million was just spent to put uh, menstruation stations in all of boys' bathrooms in the state of Oregon, in the school, in the school system. <clears throat> because they're, they're saying that boys can menstruate. The state of Oregon, in this, the school system, and they're saying that, um, so, you know, so $5 million was spent on this. So this, this is why it matters. This is why these young people matter. This is why them being on fire for Jesus and, and being such a um, stark contrast to the depression, to the lack of hope, to, this, to the suicidal tendencies. I mean, young people that are on fire for Jesus, that love Jesus, that love each other, that can laugh, that can have fun, that aren't riddled with depression and anxiety, sticks out like a sore thumb in Gen Z. Sticks out like a sore thumb. Like a good sore, like a sore thumb that you want. It's a horrible analogy. <laughs> I want that sore thumb. <clears throat> so this is, that's why this is so relevant. Um, Turning your Bibles to Psalms chapter, uh, let's go to Psalm 71. Psalm 71. So document and testify. And, and I believe the Lord shared that with me. What I felt right after that was that we're to document what God is doing. And that's with, with cameras, with um, testimonies, with written words, um, and we're not to forget. You know, so many of this, you guys, so many of the sins of Israel was that they forgot. You know, we, I spoke maybe a couple months ago on this whole idea of remembrance. Like God is speaking something to us. So when we have multiple messages, like, like let, turn your ear, listen, lean in. Um, the sins throughout all of Judges was there would be, God would raise up a judge, he would deliver a people, they would burn the idols, they would burn the Asherah poles, they would kick out the false priests, and, and then another generation would come up and they would not remember. 
because it would not get passed on to the next generation. And what would happen? A, a generation later, the same sins, the same intermarrying, the same with people that God said, do not associate with. The people would start to associate with, and all of a sudden, there's sin in the camp again. There's idolatry happening again. The, the Asherah poles are being re-erected, and God has to raise up another judge. And so if we learn from this, and if we learn and say, we have to pass on to the next generation what God has done in our lives. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna prove it to you here in a second through scripture and also through experience. But Psalm 71 says this. It says, I've got it highlighted here in my Bible app. Starting in verse 15. It says, I will tell everyone about your righteousness. All day long, I will proclaim your saving power. Though I'm not skilled with words, I will praise your mighty deeds, O sovereign Lord. I will tell everyone that you alone are just. O God, you have taught me from my earliest childhood, and I constantly tell others about the wonderful things you do. Now that I am old and gray, do not abandon me, O God. Let me proclaim your power to this new generation, your mighty miracles to all who come after me. Did you hear that? Let me proclaim your power to this new generation, your mighty miracles to all who come after me. Your righteousness, O God, reaches to the highest heavens. You have done such wonderful things. Who can compare with you, O God? You have allowed me to suffer much hardship, but you will restore me to life again and lift me up from the depths of the earth. You will restore me to even greater honor and comfort me once again. Then I will praise you with music on the harp because you are faithful to your promises, oh my God. I will sing praises to you with a lyre, a guitar, O Holy One of Israel. I will shout for joy and sing your praises for you have ransomed me. I will tell about your righteous deeds all day long. For everyone who tried to hurt me has been shamed and humiliated. Somebody say amen. <clears throat> so document and testify, document and testify. When God wanted us to remember, what did he do? He documented. He documented. He gave us his word. He didn't say, hey, listen, I'm, I'm giving you my spirit. Um, but he said, I'm giving you my word. I'm giving you my documentation. And then I'm giving you my spirit to illuminate the documentation. And, and, the, and the word is life and it is spirit and it's illuminated by the Holy Spirit. And so we, we see how important this is. And I believe it's in Deuteronomy. Um, just came to me first service, but, but even as parents and, and as leaders, really, you could say if you're spiritual parents, or if you're biological parents, or if you're in a position where you're discipling somebody, um, the Bible talks about four times that we're to talk about the things of God. And it's number one, when we wake up, number two, when we eat, when we're around the table, number three, when we travel. So when we're in the car and number four, before bed. So even as parents, God gives us a, a, a blueprint to say, hey, talk about the things of God. Talk about the things of God when you wake up, when you eat, when you're around the table, and before you go to bed. And, and parents, you, you know that those are times when, you're, when you have a captive audience, right? Those are, those are times when you're together as, 
<coughs> excuse me, as a family. And so, you know, even, even in a family dynamic, and you know, it's not just, there's something really powerful. And the Lord's been sharing with me things down to like how Heather and I got married. You know, we, we, we need to see the miraculous. It was a miracle that she married me. But no, seriously, we need to see the miraculous even in what seems like the mundane. And there's something about documenting. There's something about keeping a notes document on your phone that's like, hey, God did this today. This, I felt like this was an, an absolute like wink from heaven. I feel like this was, and that's, that sounds too new agey and too, this was at like, a, like a kiss from heaven. How about that? A kiss. A kiss from heaven, not a wink from heaven. What kind of new age crap is that? <laughs> and, um, but we write those things down because we, we see how God is, he's active and he's weaving and he's working throughout our days, right? And, but if we don't document those things and if we don't remember those things, then we won't tell people those things. And those, pe- those the things that happen to us when testified and told to others is powerful, it's powerful. You know what, what happens when we testify is we break the power of the enemy that wants to keep us isolated and wants to keep us thinking that we're the only one that deals with the thing that we're dealing with. When we hear somebody else testify and say, here's what was going on with me. That's why, that's why this, this, the preaching team, Bob and Jenny and Heather and myself and the leadership of this church, we have decided that we, we're not going to treat this platform as, as a platitude for uh, telling people how awesome we are and making everything that we've ever dealt with it, always in the past. Like way long ago when, when, when we used to have weaknesses, no, we actually talk about I mean, how many times has Bob or Jenny or Heather and I talked about something that happened this week where we totally swung and miss with our kids and our marriage, maybe a decision we made, you know, Bob road raging on the freeway, you know, whatever it is. No, just kidding. Um, Bob doesn't road rage. He just blesses people. He says, bless you, bless you. Bless you. Not sure what's going through your mind. Bless you. You need Jesus. Bless you. <laughs> Why are you wearing that in the car by yourself? Bless you. We all think it. Stop. Stop. Everyone was thinking it. Stop. No judgment. But, you know, I, I've been challenged even with, with my kids because my kids are going to get married someday. Hallelujah. And I want them to not go into these seasons of life when, when mom and I have treasures of what God did in our life to pass on to our kids. That's why it's so important that we document and that we teach and we tell and we testify and we tell the stories and, and we share the stories of when we, when we went through hard times, when we're going through things, um, we're very open with our kids. If, if we're going through something, now there's, there's some things we use wisdom, right? 
There's sometimes for an eight-year-old, you know, when our, when our kids were little, we told our kids at, at eight-year-old levels, at, at five-year-old levels, at six-year-old levels. But now at 19-year-old levels, we can say, hey, bud, listen, we're having a rough time in this area. We just apologize. If, you know what I'm saying? Like we're able to say, hey, God came through. We were, we're able to share those things more in real time because he's like a grown human. Taylor's a grown human. And, and we can, and, and if we don't let them in on those things, you know, I've had people tell me, my, my parents never once argued around me. Never once. That's not healthy. It's actually not healthy. It's actually healthy to have some, some, some healthy arguments that, that our, our kids see, see us work some things out, apologize, practice humility, and, and then come back together in love. That's actually okay. Because if we're, if, we're if we're constantly trying to sanitize our life, then we, then we, then, then we put off this thing like, like, you know, have you ever imagined, so, never mind, I'm not going to go there. <laughs> I'm not going there. One thing about, about <clears throat> testimony is the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. And so what's beautiful about testimony is that when sh somebody shares a story, okay? So in the first service, there was a lady named Julie, and I met Julie at Comcast this week. God works at Comcast, friends. And I walked into Comcast, and she came up in line behind me, and she said, hey, I go to your church. I've been coming to your church now for a while. She said, I was... She said, I got corona, the coronavirus, I got really sick, and because of it, I had to go in. And when I went in uh, to the doctor, they discovered that I had lung cancer. And so she said, I had to have like a third of my right lung removed. And she said, I, I prayed, my prayer was, God, if I can sing, I, I, she said, I want to be able to sing through one song at church. I want to get through one song. And so, so she told me, she said, I made it through a song at church. And she testified. And this morning she came up and testified. And then, you know, Brant's leading, come on, you know, don't, like, you got a lion inside of these lungs, so get up and praise the Lord. And she was like, I've got a lion inside of these lungs. It was amazing. But here's the cool thing. And so God's healing this woman. And so she testified this morning, but here's, here's the, the amazing thing is that anybody in this room could grab a hold of that and say, if he did it, because Julie was actually prophesying this morning. She was saying, God healed me of lung cancer. And if he did it for me, he can do it for you in Jesus name. And so you, we grab a hold of the testimony and, and, and it breaks the spirit it breaks that spirit that says God's not moving. It breaks the spirit that says God doesn't care. It breaks that spirit that of, of apathy and just like, God doesn't see me. He doesn't care about my situation. It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. He cares about that situation. He actually cares about our bodies. He actually cares about our finances. He actually cares about our marriages. He actually cares about our children. So when we testify about those things, it's actually the spirit of prophecy. So we grab a hold of it. And we don't just do it at church, but we, we actually, it's actually a tool for the harvest, friends. Testimony is a tool for the harvest. You've got to know your 30-second testimony of how Jesus found you. 
of your conversion experience, you've got to have like a 30-second testimony of here's where I was, here's what I saw, here's what happened, and here's where I am now, here's where I'm going. You've got to just like some something in that, you know, everyone's testimony is a little bit different, but just so you can quickly tell people. And then maybe have a, your testimony ready of how Jesus delivered you, how he saved you, how he set you free, so that you can use that when you're talking to people. Here, here's where I think we went wrong as a church. And I'm going to put on, I'm going to take a big, huge, broad brush, and I'm going to do what I hate doing and painting with a big, broad brush. But in what I, ex- let, me, let me just stop there and say, what I experienced is I've experienced testimonies where there was not a lot of detail given, and there wasn't a lot of really good context given. And so someone says, <clears throat> Tiffany, I always pick on you. I'm going to pick on you again, because I love you, and, and your testimony is amazing. So somebody could get up and say, um, you know, Tiffany could get up and she could say, you know, God healed me of anger. God healed my heart of pain. God healed my heart from some decisions that I made in the past. And now everything is good. And that would be a cool testimony. We'd say, that's awesome. Good for Tiffany. And there could be ladies sitting in the room that have had abortions and whose hearts are still broken and who the enemy still rakes over the coals of shame and guilt and condemnation. And they, and they go, man, it's so awesome for Tiffany. I wish God could do something deeper and greater for me. When the whole time she knows that the reason that God delivered her from anger and, and gave her peace and set her heart on fire for Jesus was because she actually dealt with the abortion at 15 years old. But because in the testimony, the thing wasn't said, we get this sanitized testimony that no one really knows what anyone's talking about. I can't tell you how many testimonies I've sat through and gone, I have no clue what they were talking about. They were grumpy and they're not grumpy anymore. Praise God. And it's good to not be grumpy anymore. I'm not trying to minimize that. No one likes a grump, right? I get grumpy. My family doesn't like it. Thanks. We're having a moment here, guys. Um, But how amazing is it in, in, especially with Gen Z, especially in 2022, to say, no, here's what's actually was going on in my life. And, And it doesn't always have to be past tense. It's like, here's, here's, what I'm, here's what I'm currently dealing with. Here's what God's doing in me real time. Do you know how freeing that is? Do you know how freeing it is to hear somebody say that? Because then you know what you feel like? Oh, we're in the same boat. And I feel like I have, that I'm not isolated, that I, I, I'm going to make it too. I can make it too. You know, when, when Heather and I were, were fired and, 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 and the, it became public and our story kind of became public, we had people that we knew. We had people that we knew really well, actually, really well. And I remember them, them telling us, they said, you know, they come up to us and it was, it was always like in a whisper. It was like, hey, we have the same story as you. 
and, 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 and they said it in a way that was like, like, we got you, like, we're, it's going to be okay. I was upset just to be really, really honest with you. I was upset because I was like, we've known y'all for a long time and you, you didn't bother to tell a young couple about the pitfalls of marriage. You you didn't use your testimony to disciple us. We knew you this whole time, and and you actually went through a process, but didn't tell anybody about it. You know, and I can't I can't you no know, nobody can say but God whether or not our circumstances would have been different. But I'm I'm telling you, it, I th- I think it would set people free to know that hey, listen. This is where we were. This is actually what was happening. These were the events that were going on. And God rescued us and we confessed everything. We got it out on the table. We got it out into the, 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 the light. And, and Jesus, through a process, healed our marriage because we were willing to do the hard things. Could you imagine if somebody had had said, I I tell you, there would have been somebody that I could have gone to. Does that make sense? Are are you picking up what I'm putting down? But we've had generations grow up and go, no one understand. You know, parents just don't understand. Nobody understands what I'm going through. And you know, the, the reality is there's, there's nothing new under the sun. Our parents, you know, I thought my parents didn't know anything about anything. And they knew, they knew everything I knew and more. But because that generation was not discipled with testimony and documentation, they, they, were, they were discipled to just kind of keep things under the rug and under wraps. And because of that, it didn't get passed on to our generation. So we're changing the narrative, friends. We're going to testify. We're going to tell of what Jesus has done, the radical things that he's done in our lives. Just think, there's somebody on the other side that was in the same position that you were in that if you share your testimony with, it literally pulls them out of hell. It's actually selfish. It's actually selfish. It's rooted in pride. It's actually rooted in arrogance. Because we think, what, what will they think of me? What, you know, you know, you know where, where that thought comes from? The Bible says in Revelations chapter 12, verse 10, it talks about the accuser of the brethren. The accuser of the brethren is, is one of the names of Satan. And it's, you know why he's called that? Because that's what he does. He accuses. If you tell them, if you expose this part of your life, then you will be judged. Then they will think less of you. Then, you know, and on and on and on and on and on he goes. When the reality is that in the kingdom is there's no judgment in the kingdom. Did you know that? There's no judgment in the kingdom. You're like, well, I've been judged in church. But listen, there's no judgment in the kingdom. 
In fact, when we hear people's testimonies, guess what we do? We rejoice with you. For Remember, for my son was once lost, but now he's found. And we're not like the older brother. We're excited. We're thrilled. Um, amen? Let's actually, let's actually turn there and read that. Let's go to, go to Revelation chapter 12. We're going to land this plane. Revelation 12. And the, let's just start in verse 10. It says... Um, Then I heard a loud voice shouting across the heavens. It has come at last, salvation and power and the kingdom of our God for the authority of, of his, and the authority of his Christ. For the accuser of our brothers and sisters has been thrown down to earth. The one who accuses them before God day and night. Isn't it interesting that in other places in the New Testament, it says that Jesus is our advocate and he's at the right hand of the Father and he's pleading for us. He's praying for us. We have two instances, by the way, in the scriptures. One says that Jesus prays for us. He's at the right hand of the Father, ever living to make intercession for us. There's another uh, and I cannot, I just thought of it right now, so I don't, I don't know where it's at. I don't know the address of it, but it talks about that the Holy Spirit intercedes for us. The, the Spirit intercedes for us at all times. So we have Jesus and the Holy Spirit are in constant intercession for us. You know, and I think, well, why are they in constant intercession for us? Because the one who accuses them before our God day and night, because there's an accuser of the brethren accusing us day and night. And his voice is a voice of accusation. And that's, that's what I believe, that's where I believe the root of condemnation comes from, is when our, vo- when our ears are really attuned to that voice, to the voice of the accuser of the brethren. And so that's why we have to shut that thing off. We have to, we have to take captive, we have to take captive every thought, and bring it to the obedience of Christ Jesus. Amen? So it says, so I wanted to point that out, because that's, that's another thing that, you know, here, here it's, like, catch this. He's talking about the accuser of the brethren who day and night is making accusation against each and every one of us. Then he says, how do we overcome this? How do we overcome this accusation? How do we overcome this, this demonic barrage to people's minds and hearts and spirits? Well, here's how we overcome it. Then they defeated him by the blood of the lamb and by their, the word of their testimony. And they did not love their lives so much that they were afraid to die. Isn't that good? So, so our testimony is spiritual warfare. When we tell what God has done, it's actually spiritual warfare. It's actually going before us. It's, 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 it's creating havoc in the camp of the enemy when we're, we're proclaiming. You can feel it, friends. There, there have been times when we've been in a service and someone will get up and they'll testify and you can feel something happening in the room. How many know what I'm talking about? You can feel the presence of God. And it just starts to break open everything that's trying to hinder what God's doing. Everything that, that's trying to, to keep people where they're at and keep people stuck. It just starts to break it. Break it off in Jesus' name. 
Hallelujah. Oh, by the way, you have a practical thing that you can do. If you go to the church center app, you click on home, you click on tell us your testimony. This is a place. This is a place where it can help you to document what God is doing or what he's done. If you have an amazing salvation testimony, share it in here. We'd love to share it. We'd love to share it. If you have an amazing testimony of God delivering you from addiction, from religion, from whatever. I mean, we need a whole video on Dave and Sherry. We need a whole, and your family. You know, we just need, we need to hear your whole testimony of what God's done and how God has delivered you guys. Like, good night, Irene. Your testimony is so powerful from, from where you were to where you are now. And that testimony, it goes for, especially in communities that are still bound in religion. What does your testimony do? It's, it is, it is like, it's like a hammer that goes in and it breaks up the ground. It breaks up the ground. And it says, if God can do it for David Sherry, he can do it for other, for, for you. If they can experience this freedom, he can do it for you. Amen? You guys are awesome. I love it. Wish we had time right now. You could tell your testimony. So it's powerful. Um, A couple things about the testimony. Um... is that you, you, a couple things. We don't need to embellish our stories. We can just tell them with accuracy. And I believe that will glorify God. It's also okay to testify about a process because God heals through processes as well. Sometimes we feel like, oh, I don't know if my testimony is good enough. Listen, every testimony, everything God has done is, it's powerful. It's powerful and, and God will use it. You know, I, I go about every, every two and a half weeks I go, um, I have a counseling session with, with JLo, the barber and, um, I go there and guess what happens? I go and sit there and I get my hairs cut and, and Jenny <laughs> for about 45 minutes to an hour, we just, she, she just testifies. She just testifies of what God's done and her testimony It's amazing. She was so lost. Sorry, Jenny, I'm just going to say it. So lost. So lost. In fact, you should see a picture of her from just a couple years ago. It's a different person. It's a different person. And, and, And to see her get radically saved and then to see majesty. Oh, my gosh. What a, what a difference a year makes. What a difference a year makes. Summer camp was very different this year than it was last year. For, if you know, you know. <coughs> she didn't try to jump out of a car on, on I-84 on the way to camp this year. But, but, then, but here's what's cool. So now Jenny shares her testimony with the people that, she's, that she cuts hair and, and there was a couple, and there's a, a lady and her kids, 
that were in church because she heard Jenny's testimony. And catch this, catch this. And then she heard about Heather's school, and her daughter is now going to Heather's school. All, all because Jenny opened her mouth and shared her testimony. Like, to God be the glory. And I go in there and into her chair every week, and it's like, oh, and then I prayed for this person, and then I told this person, and then I... What is that? It's the power of telling our story. And guess what? The fields are ripe unto harvest. They're ripe unto harvest. And our our testimony is actually a proclamation of the gospel. It's a proclamation of the goodness of God. It's a proclamation of Jesus chasing his people, running his people down even when they don't deserve it. Amen? Amen. Uh, there's, there's, I've, I've had this twice, two or three times this morning. Is, is Harrison, is Harrison here? I saw him. Is David Kreitz here? David, would you come here? Would you come up? I, I know I saw Harrison. I felt like, what's that? Oh, was he in first service? He's right here. I have felt a prompting to pray for these these men. David fell off a ladder this last week and shattered his elbow. Come up here, David. Shattered his elbow and had surgery on Friday. And um, can I get some men up here? Can I get some some of our leaders to come up here? And and Harrison had an accident a few weeks ago and really, really um, damaged damaged both of his hands. And there's, there's some things that are, that are in, kind of in the balance right now um, in their physical bodies. And so would you stand with me? I just, I felt like we were supposed to, we were supposed to pray as a church over these men. And um, Daniel, if you could come. On the keys. Thank you, Jesus. We're just going to extend our faith. We're going to extend our faith right now. And we're going to pray. We've seen bones healed. Listen, we've seen backs straightened. We've seen bones healed. Um, Ashton, I want to testify that Ashton broke his wrist in three places. And we prayed. And he went back in a week later, and they x-rayed his, his arm, and there was zero breaks. <laughs> zero breaks. It, oh, it was the original x-ray. Like, God changed the actual x-ray. The first x-ray that had three breaks on it, the guy looked at it again. He's like, you're totally fine. You can go home. There's, there's nothing wrong with this at all. So we've seen, we've seen time and time again. <clears throat> so I just want to testify of that right now. I want to testify that that Jesus touched a man with a withered hand and his hand was made whole. Okay, so I want to testify. I want to I want to remember that right now as we're as we're praying. I, w- I want to remember right now that that um, Jesus told the paralytic, he said, pick up your mat and walk, and he walked. Can we remember that? Can we testify? Peter and John says, Silver and gold have I none, but what I have give I to thee. And, and the crippled man, he got up and he walked and, and power and was restored to his body. So 
in light of that right now, I just want to pray for these men. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I thank you, Father, right now in the name of Jesus. I praise you, Father. I thank you, Father, for Harrison's hands right now in the name of Jesus. I thank you all ligaments, tendons, everything to line up right now in Jesus' name, by the blood of Jesus. All perfect mobility in these hands. No loss of mobility in the name of Jesus. No loss of mobility. Everything that just is lined up absolutely perfect in his hands and his fingers and his thumbs. My goodness, how important thumbs are. I thank you, Father, for David right now and his elbow. But even the miraculous of Harrison and David, just the metal to dissolve in the name of Jesus. For the replacement of this elbow right now in Jesus' name. All connective tissue, all muscles, ligaments, nerves, tendons, line up in the mighty name of Jesus. Line up in the name of Jesus. Metal dissolve in Jesus' name. That physical therapy, recovery will be faster than normal in the name of Jesus. He'll get mobility in his right arm faster than average. He is not average. He's a child of you, Father God, and I thank you, Lord, that everything is going to be recovering faster. In Jesus' name, I thank you, Father, for pain to go right now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. And stay off ladders in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Amen, 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 amen. Come on, let's give Jesus praise. Thank you, guys. Hallelujah. How many right now just say you might not have a cast on, you might not have just had surgery, but you have some severe pain in your body right now that you're dealing with some, some pretty major stuff? Would you be willing to raise your hand? Yeah. Yeah. If that's you, if that's you, can you come forward? Oh, thank you, Jesus. If you need a touch in your body this morning, come forward. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We worship you, Jesus. We worship you, Jesus. We honor you, Jesus. about the power of testimony, let's testify.
was diagnosed with MS like three years ago, I think. I have lesions on, or I had lesions on my brain. Um, they affected me cognitively um, with my speech, with my vision, <clears throat> and my hands, and then it kind of went other places in my body. <clears throat> At Gen Z for Jesus, So I come up for prayer like every time there's a call for prayer, I come up for prayer because I want this thing gone and it not impacting my body and it comes and goes and there's bigger um, things that keep happening. I don't know if you guys have, I mean, usually people who are in wheelchairs that <laughs> this can, you know, and they look totally fine and they're women in their 30s and 40s. It's, seems like this is kind of a thing I can see it on people and in people <clears throat> sorry <laughs> Holy Spirit radically grabbed me like literally grabbed me at Gen Z for Jesus <laughs> and I was <laughs> I remember talking to April because <laughs> when we just moved he was reminding me during this prayer time with just him and me and 5,000 other people but just him and me, he was saying, remember that conversation you had with April? How in your old house, <laughs> when you came home from work, you went to bed. <laughs> so I would go to bed at like four or I'd go to bed whenever I got home. So if I got home at six, I'd go to bed. I'd make my kids dinner. <laughs> I just went to bed and on the weekends I was in bed, most likely. Um, and then I'd come here and I'd be fine and I'd push through and I, and then I remember telling April, I was like, ever since I moved here, I don't go to bed until like 10 or 11 or like, that's interesting. And then God brought that up in my spirit during this prayer time. <sighs> Sorry. <clears throat> uh, he said, you're healed. It's time for you. It's time for you to, you're, you're done actually walking up here for prayer every time because it's already done. So I saw this, I even leaned over to Rachel. So before you said anything, anyone with autoimmune anything, I'm gonna pray for you. Because this is what testimony does. It gives you, and like if God did it for me, he's going to do it for you. <clears throat> and it's time for us to align our words to what is already done in heaven. And so anybody, like, come right here and we will start declaring a thing. <clears throat> because actually yesterday I started getting this thing that happens. <laughs> um <clears throat> to MS people, which is not me. <clears throat> and I was like, okay, no, I'm not going to let this thing, this MS thing come up in me because I actually don't have it. So it must be something else, you know, and the enemy is just going to use old tools and old tricks to kind of take captive your brain again. And what are you going to do when that comes? I'm going to say, no, Jesus, I trust you. And I believe in the word that you declared over me and I am healed. MS is gone from my body. I am healed, autoimmune, 
is dead and gone in this room. So anyone who has autoimmune, come right here and we'll pray for you. Thank you, Jesus. touch right now. Stretch out your hands, friends. Let's pray together. Let's just turn this into a house of prayer right now. Thank you, Father, for your healing power. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for the stripes on your back, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Jesus. off every demonic assignment right now every demonic assignment i just feel the presence of the lord so strongly here right now and so if you i mean really what kelly just said if you were having a hard time even receiving that i just want to come against right now any thoughts because when ben was talking about the accuser of the brethren some of you have been plagued and tormented with thoughts i think recently like thoughts recently and god is really really working to heal some people right now and so i want I want us all to agree together and remove and tear down these thoughts. If there's a, con- a condemnation, a shame, if there's an accusation that's been coming against you, I want you to know it's a lie. And so I just want to pray right now. If the enemy, enemy's been coming against you this week or last week or the week before, it doesn't matter what it is. He's just been coming against you and telling you that's never going to happen, telling you never going to get healed. Let me tell you something right now. You are going to get healed and you are being healed right now. You are being healed right now. So in the mighty name of Jesus... We just come against strategic lies from Satan in the name of Jesus right now. Any shame or condemnation or guilt or fear or whatever it is that's trying to prevent you from receiving healing right now in Jesus' name. So Father, let just raise your hands right now and just receive. So Father, we just come right now in Jesus' name. We just thank you, Holy Spirit, right now. We just thank you, Lord Jesus, right now. And we just, all of us, we just come to you, Lord, right now. We just receive healing. We just receive healing. And if you feel like you need to come forward, just come forward. Right now's the time to do it. Right now's the time to do it. We're all here at church. There's no shame here. We're all on the same team. If there's something that you need healing for, if there's something that you need prayed for, if there's something you feel like you just can't break off and you want somebody to agree with you, just come forward. And if you don't want to come forward, I'm going to encourage you to come forward again. And then if you still don't want to come forward, just put your hands up in the air and just receive from the Holy Spirit right now. So Father, in Jesus' name, We just agree with your word. We agree with what the blood of Jesus did on the cross. We agree that it ran down and healed us. And we just thank you, God, right now for healing and transformation. We thank you, Lord, for just doing a mighty work right now. We thank you, Lord, for healing our mindsets, Lord, of any tormenting thoughts, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for healing our bodies. We thank you, Holy Spirit, for just healing our bodies right now. We thank you, Lord, that our testimony is a weapon. We thank you, Jesus, that you are healing us right now. And God, we just give you all the glory. We give you all the praise. We just thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. 
and just thank him right now. Just thank him. Just say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for healing me. Thank you, Jesus, for setting me free. Thank you, Jesus, for healing my mind. Thank you, Jesus, for healing my body. Thank you, Jesus, for healing my thoughts. Thank you, Jesus, for healing my finances. Thank you, Jesus, for healing my family. Thank you, Jesus, for healing my mindset. Thank you, Jesus, for healing things that are broken in my life. Thank you that you have restoration power in the blood. Thank you that there's restoration power in the blood. Thank you that there's restoration power in the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord, for your presence that's here right now, moving throughout this room right now. Just receive from him right now. I just feel it so strongly. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And if anyone in here has never been baptized in the Holy Spirit, if you've never been baptized in the Holy Ghost, if you've never received your prayer language, I just would encourage you to come forward. We'll pray for you. If that's something that you want, just, just do it now. Just do it now. The time is now. Sometimes we just put it off for another week. I'm telling you, I, I don't know how many times I've done it. Nope, next week, next month, I'm good. I don't want that. We don't need that. I know I need it, but I'm not going to do it. Just receive from the Lord. Just receive from the Holy Spirit right now. So God, we just humbly come to you, Lord. We honor you, Lord Jesus. We just come to you, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for just breaking yokes, God, of slavery. We thank you, God, that for those that have been in slavery, God, and in bondage in their minds, and in bondage in their, they just felt like they're just held captive. Lord, we just break that yoke of slavery right now in Jesus' name. And we just thank you, Lord, for the mighty work you're doing right now. Your body was broken, Lord, and your blood was shed so that we, were, we could walk in healing. We could walk in victory. And I thank you, Lord, that we're transformed by the renewing of our minds. So just like what Kelly was saying, God, when we speak it out of our mouth, Lord, it comes into fruition. So, Lord, we just give you all the praise and all the glory. We thank you for the healing work that's taking place right now. Just thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. So that was fun. It's funny that Jenny just brought that up because I got to tell you that Janelle and I were praying this week and, you know, let, I'm just going to go right here. So the Jezebel spirit, sometimes we pray against it and it, and it's like, we want to cast it out. Like it's a, you know, but we listened to this, this teaching yesterday or the other day, and it's a principality, you know, and the thing about it is, is it comes against people with witchcraft and witchcraft are words that are bent on confusing you and getting you completely stripped out of whatever your identity is for the day or the week or whatever. And so I'm not the expert on this and I'm not even going to try to be, but I am telling you this is that that thing will come at you with witchcraft and it will twist words and lie and confuse and get you to the point where you're just like, what am I doing here? Like, I don't even know who I am anymore. If you have felt like in the last, I don't know, week, month, 30 days that I, I don't even know who I am anymore or what am I doing here? That is that trying to come at you and trying to break you down and tear you down and bring you down to a level that is not your true identity. So I wanna to speak to the true identity. I wanna to speak to the kings and the queens in the room right now and break off that spirit of witchcraft that's been trying to plague you and trying to confuse you and trying to take your thoughts and twist them up and get you to speak stuff out of your mouth that is out of alignment with, what, with who you truly are and who the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords says you truly are. Are you guys hearing what I'm saying? 
So Father, in the name of Jesus, we just break off this mind-binding witchcraft spirit right now in Jesus' name. We break it off right now in Jesus' name. Start praising God. Start praising God and start clapping. Thank you, Jesus, for breaking this off right now. Lord, we just come against this right now. These word curses that have been spoken against people, whatever this is, Lord, these word curses that have been spoken over us that we've probably even spoken over ourselves, maybe some of us, God, we just break it off right now in Jesus' name. If you said, I'm not good enough, I can't do that, I'm a loser, I'm never gonna make it, I'm never gonna be anything, we just break that right now in Jesus' name and we break that witchcraft spirit, we break that whatever those word curses have been that have come over people, we just break them off right now in Jesus' name, right now in Jesus' name, and we just receive peace from God, peace from the Holy Spirit, And I thank you, Lord, for just strengthening our spirits, strengthening our spirits right now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, for strengthening our mindsets right now in Jesus' name. Thank you for healing us right now in Jesus' name. And the spirit of intimidation, let me just say something about that. That kind of goes hand in hand with that. And so if you felt like you've been intimidated, like God's been trying to get you to just to step out in faith and do something outside of your comfort zone and you've been intimidated, let me tell you something. Intimidation is a spirit. Intimidation is something that wants to come against you and steal from you. So Father, in the name of Jesus, we just break off intimidation right now in Jesus' name. We just come against that right now in Jesus' name. We break intimidation right now in Jesus' name. God, you are not here to intimidate us. You are here to love us. You are a good Father. You are a caring Father. You want nothing but the best for us. So we break that wicked spirit of intimidation right now in Jesus' name. We break it right now in Jesus' name. We can all receive this, even me, every single one of us, right now in Jesus' name. Father, we break that right now. And any word curses that came in as a result, we break that right now in Jesus' name. I I mean, I'm telling you, if it's been stealing from your identity, if it's been stealing from you, it's been stealing from your destiny, break it off right now in Jesus' name. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we know we don't have to yell, Lord, we can just sit here and receive. So thank you, Holy Spirit, right now for just delivering us from this intimidating spirit that's been trying to steal from the body of Christ, been trying to steal from people. So God, we just give you all the praise and glory and we just thank you, Lord, right now. And we just align and posture our hearts with yours, Lord. We align and posture our hearts with yours, Lord. We just thank you, Holy Spirit, for what you're doing right now. God, we just get into alignment with you. We get into alignment with you and we just rebuke this wickedness right now in Jesus' name. We just tear down this. If there's been strongholds that have been built up in your mindset, we just pull them down right now in Jesus' name. Just pull them down. Just agree with what God's doing. So we just thank you, Jesus, right now for setting us free. We thank you, Lord, for breaking every word curse that has been spoken by us or by someone else about it. We don't even need to know about it. But Lord, we just rise up against that right now in Jesus' name. And we thank you, God, for all you're doing. We thank you, Lord, for what you're doing here right now, that we are healed by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. Thanks for listening to the Collective Church Podcast. To find out more, visit thecollectivechurch.com.